Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Daydream and Listen podcast. My name is Krista, I'm your host. I hope that you guys are all having a wonderful day and that everything is going splendid in your lives, hopefully. Um, I'm doing pretty great myself. Today sort of has just been one of those nice chill days where the weather outside is a little bit gloomy and so you just stay in, get a bunch of things done and sort of get yourself ready for the week ahead. That's been my MO all day today. But now I am sitting down and recording and this week I'm very excited about the episode. Um, I'm going to be sharing lots and lots of stories, so strap in. Um, I know that it's summertime now, so a lot of people are going on vacations either with your family members, your friends, or maybe you're doing a solo trip this year, which I'm all about. I love a good solo trip. And I just started thinking back on some of my previous summer vacation memories with my family. We went on, I would say like almost every year we went on some type of vacation together as a family, like some type of summer trip. And I just have a plethora of fun, crazy, chaotic memories and stories that I thought I would share. You know, you guys can get to know me a little bit more and it can just be fun to hear other people's summer memories because, I don't know, it's always a good time. This episode will hopefully sort of feel like you're just going on one big tangent with your friends. That is the bulk of my conversations with my friends is just us going back and forth on various tangents. So today we're going to be talking about summer vacation stories and I'm very excited to share lots of them. I've been going deep into the trenches of my memory and trying to pull out some significant stories or just thoughts and opinions on my previous summer vacation memories. Uh, So very excited to do that. But before we get into all of these stories, let's first discuss the highs and the lows of this past week in my life. This week, honestly, has been really great. Truly, I feel like there has been lots of highs and some lows this week. It's been slightly an eventful week, um, which I think this upcoming week will also be the same. So who knows? Next week's highs and lows could be a lot. But this week, my highs. So first high of the week is I went to a sports bar. Well, I guess it wasn't really specified as a sports bar. It was just like a regular bar. Um, But I went there with some of my friends to watch the NBA Finals game. That sentence alone seems very out of character for me. I am not really a big sports girly. Um, I think that is pretty evident if you listen to my other episodes. However, Basketball is probably the one sport that I know the most about and that I'm most inclined to watch. And my family loves basketball. They love the Warriors. And so I've sort of like tagged along on watching the games and trying to pay attention to their season and the finals and all that stuff. So since the Warriors are in the finals, I was talking to my friends about it. And we were like, yeah, let's go to a bar Friday night. There's a finals game. So we did that and it was actually so much fun. I was very nervous because I have prior to Friday's experience, I had only ever been to one bar before. And that story is just 
a story for another day that was like one massive accident um so i wasn't sure what to expect i was honestly i did have expectations but they turned out to not be the reality of the situation i was expecting it to be like lots of grown men crowded around a counter where there were massive tvs and people were cheering and screaming and whatnot and that was you know quite the contrary from what actually happened we went to this bar on the upper east side and it was so cute it was more so like a restaurant bar combo um but it was so nice like my friends and i we got to sit down at a table ordered some fun little drinks and watched the game and just chatted a lot i mean we tried to like pay attention to the game but most of the time we were just talking but it was great it was so much fun the warriors won which sorry if you're listening and you're a celtics fan but really hoping the warriors win the finals again but yeah it was a great little friday night outing and then i had a movie night with my roommate it was so much fun she has a projector so we set up like a little movie area in our apartment and she also has one of those sunset lamps so it was such a vibe we had the projector going we had the cute little lamp on and it was just nice nice and cozy so that was great we watched the movie i think it's called her it was very good i'd never seen it before um but yeah it was a very interesting movie and i really liked it and then i don't know i'm counting this as a high truly y'all this week has been stressful if you are a music lover, this week has been very stressful, okay? I'm counting this as a high because y'all know I'm a very big Beyonce fan. I love Beyonce and I have been waiting with bated breath for this new album and this new era of Beyonce to come out. So usually Thursday night, my Thursday night involves me looking on Twitter before I go to bed and looking to see if anybody's tweeting about Beyonce because she is the queen who invented the whole new music Friday thing if you didn't know now you know and so every Thursday night I always look on Twitter to see if there's any like Beyonce page updates um or like page updates that sounded so 2000s like Beyonce account updates if they're saying like, oh, I think tomorrow she's going to be releasing something or I heard this rumor or blah, blah, blah. So literally I was about to go to bed and then I had this instinct to be like, "Mm, let me look on Twitter. I have not looked. Like, let me just see. Sure enough, Beyonce and Beyonce is coming was both of those were trending. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. All of a sudden I perked right back up. I was no longer tired. So I then went on like this spiral to figure out am I waking up to a new album tomorrow is something dropping at midnight is something dropping at 3 a.m at 4 a.m like what's going on so needless to say I was just like freaking out and nothing happened Friday but the rest of the day Friday and Saturday she kept being so weird or her team I don't know who's in charge of this stuff but I don't know if you guys saw there were all of these weird updates happening to Beyonce's website where basically like this next album, everybody's calling it B7 because it is technically her seventh studio album. And 
so she was like releasing all of this stuff on her website like image placeholders that were called b7 and then an image placeholder that was called b8 and then she was putting stuff on her website that says like what is a b7 like basically just trolling with her fans like trying to like get us amped up and excited at least that's what i think was happening and also this is I forgot to mention, this is the big thing that caused all of this stuff. She basically removed all of her profi- profile pictures on every single social media platform, like Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, everything. She wiped it. it. It just looks like there's the avatar picture, like the little gray avatar, which at first everybody thought, oh, Beyonce just wiped her profile pictures. She's going to be uploading a new one. But then people in the beehive started investigating and found out that she took a picture of that like avatar type logo and uploaded that as a picture. You know what I mean? Like she didn't remove her picture. So there was nothing there. She purposely uploaded a blank avatar picture. It's all so weird and nothing as of now has come out yet. So I think everybody's just like waiting like, okay, when is she going to release something? And at first I was like, no way she's releasing something on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like she's bound to just wait until another Friday to release something. Maybe this is a part of her plan to like tease this new era of Beyonce. I don't really know what's coming, if it's just an album or if there's going to be anything visually that comes with it i really don't know if you want to know my full-on guess i'm saying june 24th it's a friday i think it's like the last friday in the month or one of the last fridays in a month and i just feel like she's going to release something then because she has released previous albums on that date and she usually releases albums towards the end of the month so me thinks she's just using this time to like tease whatever's coming but i do not know um so yeah that really threw me for a loop also my last hive of the week forgot to mention this i got some new boots in the mail i was so excited about these so this sort of transitions into my low of the week so i guess we'll just start there um basically tomorrow aka monday when y'all are listening to this I am supposed to be going to a Justin Bieber concert with my friend and I don't know if anyone has been keeping up with the news or if you're a believer yourself and you saw this. Uh, Justin is not doing well. He basically has this virus illness thing where half of his face is basically paralyzed. Um, He released this video on Friday. He posted it to his Instagram kind of explaining his situation and he does not look like he's doing well. It's not, like before he said that he was ill and so he had to postpone some shows. And at first my friend and I thought like, oh no, maybe he's he has like a cold or he has, I don't know, like inflamed vocal nodules or something like that. Like maybe he's just tired and needs some more time. And then he posted that video on Friday and we were like, oh, this is like really, really serious. So as of now, we have no idea if this concert is happening or not because nobody has released a statement like if the Madison Square Garden shows are getting postponed or if they're still on 
we really think that they're going to get postponed because it doesn't seem like this illness is something that you can get over in a few days. And both my friend and I were saying that we would prefer for him to postpone the show and wait to do it until he's like 110%. Um, because I went to the Justin Bieber Purpose Tour and it was great. It was a wonderful show. But you could tell like he... I, I later found out he was going through a lot of like health problems, like physical health and mental health problems. And that I think was affecting his performance a little bit. So we were saying we'd rather him be back to, you know, his full ability to perform and give a really good show versus him trying to like push through just to have a show and not postpone it. So I bought these boots and they came in the mail to go with my outfit because this past week I've been struggling to figure out what am I wearing to the concert. I had some like general ideas and then one day I just finally figured it out and I'm very excited about this outfit. So whether I get to wear it this upcoming week or sometime in the future, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, it was definitely a low of the week finding out this whole Justin Bieber thing and obviously I want him to be well and rest and not push himself. I am fine with waiting for the concert, but yeah, right now it's just up in the air and if you guys know me, you know that I like to have a plan and I like to have things figured out. So the fact that right now we just kind of have to sit and wait, it's making me a little, I don't know, scattered, scatterbrained and a little nervous but I know it'll all work out. Um, also, my other low of the week, this is just like an apartment thing. So I was using my oven for the first time. I've used the stove, but I've never cooked anything in the oven yet. And this week I was cooking something and I was just so nervous because, you know, like if you turn an oven on or even if you st- turn the stovetop on, it can sometimes smell very gas like like lots and lots and lots of gas it smells like you're you know huffing a lawnmower basically so I turned on my oven and I instantly was just smelling so much gas and I was very nervous because we have a gas stove and I was like oh my god like gas cannot be filling this apartment I'm very nervous is something wrong with my oven but basically like the oven hadn't been used in a really really long time so it sort of had to I don't know I had to like mess with it a little bit but luckily I got it to work but it truly scared me so much because I was like oh my god I cannot have this apartment catching on fire because there's a ton of gas in the air um but yeah, thankfully got that to work. So that was just a little low of the week for any of my apartment owners or apartment renters out there. When you get into a new apartment, there's like so many new things that you have to figure out. And I, my stove at home is a gas stove. So I'm used to using those types of products, but it's just one of those things that I think now that I'm living on my own with my roommate, and we have all these new responsibilities. There's so many things that I'm like very wary of. I don't know why I'm going on a tangent about my oven, but it was a low for me this week because I was just very anxiety ridden. And now every time I make something in my stove, I'm like, is there going to be a gas leak? Like what is going on? Why am I so afraid of using this product? Anyways, I'm done talking about the oven. 
those were my highs and my lows of the week. Tune in to next week if we find anything out about Beyonce or if I report back about the concert. Um, now, let's get into talking about this week's epi- episode topic, oh my god, on summer vacation memories. I don't know how summers were like for your family, um, but for me and my family, we would usually go on a summer vacation once a year. That was like our big family vacation. And usually we would go to good old Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. If you do not live in the States, or maybe even if you live out West, perhaps you are not aware or you've never been to the glamorous, glorious place of Myrtle Beach. I say that with sarcasm because I have like very, I don't know, good and bad feelings about Myrtle Beach. Very indifferent feelings about it. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, that was so nostalgic. That was so much fun. And then other times I'm like, Myrtle Beach is the 10th circle of hell because it's just, it's such an interesting place. I feel like you can have a really great experience there. You can have a really terrible experience because it is just one of those very interesting places, kind of like Disney, where for some people, it's so much fun. They get really, really into it and they can just, they can just enjoy themselves doing all of the stuff that you have to do at Disney. And then there's other people who are like, this is so much work. Like there's so much stuff you have to plan and do all these activities that you have to keep up with. It's not a relaxing vacation. That's sort of how I feel about Myrtle Beach, which the reason why my family, we would go there pretty much every single summer was because I have three sisters and we're all around the same age and my parents wanted to take us on a nice summer vacation and have it be a place where we could easily be entertained. I think that they thought that if we would go to a more relaxed summer vacation spot, like just a little beach town, that we would be bored out of our minds and we would hate it, which to their credit, I think they were right. Um, So Myrtle Beach is the place to go when you have several kids and you want them to be entertained and you can also still get the beach you know you can still relax at the beach and get that whole vibe but there's plenty of activities to go around so majority of this episode will be me talking about all of my myrtle beach stories so if you absolutely despise myrtle beach i'm sorry probably not gonna like this episode but there's many a tale to talk about so my thing is i was thinking about this when i was recounting some memories is I was like, hmm, would I ever go back to Myrtle Beach? Would I ever go back there? And honestly, I don't think I ever would unless I I became so rich that I had so much money, like money coming out of my ears, and I could ironically go there. You know what I mean? Maybe that sounds absolutely awful, but I feel like it would be so much fun to go on a trip with your friends, like I don't know, just to experience it ironically, like I can't even begin to describe Myrtle Beach is just this insane, chaotic place. You could say it's camp. Um, Just because there's like so many ridiculous activities, it is like the definition of a tourist spot. And I feel like 
if you would want to go there now or if I would want to go there now, I would almost want to do it in like an ironic way to just go and goof around with my friends. Like not actually expect anybody to relax at all on this trip, but just have it be a trip where like you go with your friends to laugh and make memories and just come back with so many inside jokes and like random stories because Myrtle Beach I feel like is that type of place. Maybe not for everybody, but that's how I feel like I've always perceived it. Um, so for me, like where I grew up in Western Pennsylvania, I feel like Myrtle Beach was one of the go-to places for people to go on vacation. Um, it was either that or like Ocean City, New Jersey, Ocean City, Maryland. Some people I think would go to Outer Banks. Some people would go to Hilton Head, but a lot of people like my family would go to Myrtle Beach because it's just this place where if you have a relatively big family just go there with your kids and your kids will be happy and it's warm enough that you can enjoy the summer so we did that and I think I'm trying to remember how old I was for our first trip that we went there I want to say I was either in like fifth grade maybe or sixth grade when we first went and we went pretty much every single year up until I graduated high school. So like year after year after year, we were going there. And I've come to realize that Myrtle Beach is Vegas, like Las Vegas for children. Because when you go there, it is like sensory overload. And I'm talking about like specific parts of Myrtle Beach. I feel like there's three different parts of it. There's like the northern part, the heart of Myrtle Beach, and then the southern part. I feel like we mostly stayed in the northern part and the we would sometimes go to the heart of Myrtle Beach. And as you drive through, there's just so many things, like larger than life, crazy things when you are driving through Myrtle Beach. I feel like they do try to make it like the family version of Las Vegas where like there's all of these big bright signs and all of the beach shops look insane. Like, oh my gosh, the beach shops, we just have to talk about those because I I thought that was a normal thing. If you go to beach towns, all beach shops are going to look like that, but apparently it's not the case or maybe I just haven't been to other beach towns, but Myrtle Beach, basically, if you're going to one of these beach shops to, let's say, get some, I don't know, toys for the beach, or you want to get boogie boards, or just various items, they have these shops everywhere. Everywhere you look when you're driving through the main parts of, is Myrtle Beach a city or a town? I have no idea. When you're just driving through the area, everywhere you look is going to be one of these beach shops, and the storefronts are crazy like oh my gosh they're all so different and I think they're meant to look so insane so that they draw your attention there's one that I can recall where the entire storefront just looks like the side of a cartoon whale okay just just picture like the whale from Pinocchio Uh, picture that as an entire storefront and the way that you get into the store is a walking inside the whale's mouth it's just like it's stuff like that and they'll all be like ocean themed beach themed or sometimes they'll just be like really really weird random stuff 
not every single one is like that, but there are a lot that are like that. And I remember whenever we were driving to get to like wherever we were staying the first time we went there, I was so confused because I was just like, what in the world? Like I've never seen a shop that looks like that before. Also, the other thing that you will see that is very unique to Myrtle Beach is the amount of miniature golf courses there. Now, I learned this from my dad that Myrtle Beach is the mini golf capital of the world. I think there's also like a ton of regular golf courses there. Um, my dad went there a lot whenever he was growing up and like whenever he was in his 20s, he would go there with his friends because my dad loves to golf. And they have so many mini golf courses. It's crazy. Literally, when you're driving and you look out your window, on one side will be a golf, uh, a mini golf place, and the other side will be one of these crazy beach stores. That is literally the entire route of you just driving through Myrtle Beach. And listen, I know I've talked about like my family's business on here before, but basically, if you're new here, um, my family owns a family entertainment center. It's kind of like Dave and Buster's, if there were rides and attractions outside so it's like an arcade and then there's like some rides and fun attractions outside we have two miniature golf courses at this business and so i'm like okay i'm familiar with like mini golf courses these the ones in myrtle beach blow ours out of the water they are insane they're all very very much so themed and they just have these insane props um some of them are really cool like there's ones where it looks like it'll be themed around like a plane crash which now that i'm saying that sounds very dark and twisted but it'll be like there's a giant fake airplane and there's a waterfall underneath of it and it'll be this beautiful mini golf course or there's other ones that are themed around like um like there's like a pirate ship there and you have to go and play different mini golf holes on the pirate ship or there's this one that we did it was very i don't like i feel like there was so much going on with it but in order to get to pretty much every single hole you had to ride on a train like a little choo-choo train you had to ride on it to every single hole which was fun but also just like very random because i don't remember the theme of the mini golf course but they just have like all these random kitschy aspects to them and i remember there was this one that we were driving past and i knew that this mini golf course was supposed to have a volcano be the main attraction but this volcano was so i'm sorry it was so terribly made it literally looked like a giant meatloaf it was so so ugly looking um but i knew it was a volcano but i was just like what the heck is this it literally looks like a giant just slab of brown it looks so bad um but don't get me wrong there's like a lot that are really really cool so that is an interesting aspect of myrtle beach i love mini golf i think mini golf is so much fun and i found out that there's a few mini golf courses here in new york so maybe like a little date night or something like that could be fun but yeah let me tell you, if you're into mini golfing, go there because there are some insane courses. Okay, now I want to talk about one of the main attractions at Myrtle Beach that my family spent so much time at. 
and I'm not talking about the beach, unfortunately. Um, well, basically how we would set up our vacations were we would go to the beach during the day and then come back to our place like later afternoon, get all cleaned up, and then we would go to one of like the nightlife spots in Myrtle Beach. And there were two that we frequent the most. Um, one is called Broadway at the Beach and the other one is called Barefoot Landing. And they're sort of like these outdoor malls, kind of, but they have so much more than just little stores and restaurants. Like they have all of these attractions and just basically things for like families to go and spend money and have fun and all that kind of stuff. Again, the whole like it's Vegas for children. The Broadway at the Beach one, I'll talk about that one first. That one is the definition of Vegas for children because when you go there, it is just like bright lights, all these big colorful signs, there's loud music playing, there's like all these random attractions, like they'll have ropes courses and zip lines where you literally like zip line across a lake. Um, They'll have um, like candy stores and I, I, like all of these like random vendors and things like that. It's very fun as a kid, believe me. Been there, done it multiple times. Very fun. But looking back on it, I'm like, this is too overly stimulating for me. Sorry. And also, all the chain restaurants you could ever imagine. And I feel like I've had my fair share of chain restaurants after going to these places because um, my family... I love you all if you're listening to this, but some of my family members are very picky eaters, so we would venture to various restaurants to find a good food spot, um, you know, over the however many years we went to Myrtle Beach. And let me just say, I'm sorry guys, I gotta put the line in the sand right now. I am not a big fan of the Hard Rock Cafe slash Planet Hollywood franchise. I don't even think Planet Hollywood's a thing. I think they might have filed for Chapter 11. I think Hard Rock Cafes are still a thing. But also, mm, I think they have them all over the world. I was going to say, I don't know if this is just an American thing. They definitely started in America because it's just American, quintessential American pop culture with food that is literally the concept of the restaurant um basically if you don't know these restaurants are designed so that you walk into them and you know you sit down you eat your food all that but the theme of the restaurant is like you're almost in a museum for movies and tv shows like they'll have random props costumes or just like random objects from different movies and tv shows or sometimes they'll have like singers who donate stuff and it's sort of like you're eating in this pop culture museum which sounds really fun and it is cool like the first time you go you're like oh my gosh wow a power ranger suit or oh my god hannah montana's wig which i don't think they had hannah montana's wig but you know what i mean it's just it's stuff like that And I remember this was very appealing to me growing up and we went to the, we went to Planet Hollywood once and when you go to Planet Hollywood, the restaurant is shaped like a circle. Like the exterior of it is shaped like a circle um, and you have to like walk up these steps into the globe or the planet and then you go and eat whatever. Um, And while you're eating, they play music videos, which I just have to say, 
love that idea. I love that concept. It's the same with like when you go bowling and places will play a music video while you're bowling. It's so much fun. It is such the vibe because like let's say you're eating food or you're bowling or whatever and a song you really like comes on it's a nice little conversation starter or you can just like you know get in the mood you're dancing you're singing you're bowling or in this case you're eating and also let me just say the food at these restaurants is not good it is like people don't go for the food truly maybe they go for the cocktails i was too young to drink but maybe they have like funky little cocktails where the glass changes colors or there's like edible glitter inside i have no idea but the food itself is not good. It's just like, I don't know, food you would get at a fair. Like it, it's not amazing, but it's just like, okay, this is edible. Um, you go there for the vibes, truly. So I remember one time we went there and we went to Plant Hollywood and what they did basically is for a good portion of the night, they would play music videos while you were eating. And then later on in the night, they would have random musical acts come up and perform. And I remember we were leaving one night, like we had just finished our meal and we were getting up to leave. And there was this guy who came on the loudspeaker and he was announcing, he, he said something like, however many time Grammy nominated artist like he was saying all that kind of stuff like grammy nominated artist blah 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 blah, all of these accolades and then he said the person's name and he was like ronnie coco and kid you not everybody in this restaurant collectively was like who it was so it like you just had to be there it was so funny because we were all expecting there to be like a really big artist or like a b-list artist there and everyone was just like, who is that? So the entire rest of the trip, we just kept making jokes about whoever Ronnie Coco is because what a name. I mean, like an iconic name, truly. Um, but it was just also funny, like collectively, everybody in the restaurant was just like, okay, yay. Like, we don't know who this is. Um, and then same thing happened at the Hard Rock Cafe. We ate there. I think this was maybe a couple years later after the Planet Hollywood restaurant got shut down. Um, we ate at the Hard Rock Cafe and it's the same type of concept. I think theirs is more music focused, whereas Planet Hollywood also includes movie related things. And we were, I don't know if we were waiting for our table outside or we had just finished our meal and we were walking outside. And there was this guy, this little teeny bopper performing on a stage outside of the restaurant. And my sister and I, we were like, oh my God, that guy kind of looks like Justin Bieber because he had like the swoopy hair back when Justin had that type of hair. And we knew it was not Justin Bieber. I think this guy's name was Justin though, which we thought was even more uh, coincidental. So we were like, oh my gosh, we should take a picture with him and then we can just like fool a bunch of people and trick them into thinking we met Justin Bieber while we were on vacation in Myrtle Beach. Because, you know, Justin Bieber of all places would definitely be in Myrtle Beach. So this guy like performed, I think like two songs and they were his own songs and I don't think they were that good, but it was definitely in the same genre, like teeny bopper, pop music type stuff. He then went over to this step and repeat and we got pictures with him and 
Let me just say, a couple years ago, I stumbled upon these pictures. I don't know where it was, if someone had posted these pictures online or if we got them printed out somewhere. This guy looked literally nothing like Justin Bieber back in the day. L nothing like him at all. The fact that my sister and I thought that we could trick people into thinking we met Justin Bieber at this restaurant baffles me. This guy looked nothing like him. It's so funny that like as a kid, you when you're in the moment, your mind is so made up about something. You're like you're so convinced about something, just how we were, like we would this guy looked so closely to Justin Bieber that we would convince people. And then looking back at it now, I'm like Oh my gosh. First of all, this guy was not even that cute. Second of all, looked nothing like Justin Bieber whatsoever. But yeah, good times. Those types of restaurants are the places where you go there ironically because you're like, you know, just going to have some good laughs, going to make fun of the whole situation. Like I said, you go there for the vibes. Okay, anyways, so Broadway the Beach is definitely an interesting place because there are some like decent shops there um and you kind of just like go there walk around and honestly it's so good for people watching let me just say my family and I a pastime that we enjoy is people watching we love going places and if we have to wait in line for something or like let's say one of my sisters is in a store shopping and the rest of us are waiting for her we will just stand outside sit on a bench and people watch it's a fun time you see a lot, you learn a lot, and you get some good memories out of that. And Broadway at the beach, I know literally anybody can go to this area and it attracts so many types of people, but Broadway at the beach, it just really is a stage for white culture. Like you can see white people in action at Broadway at the beach. And as a fellow white girl, I... I, I know it. I, I see it. I know it. Because basically people will have like live music there, DJs will set up, and they'll play music. And the music they're playing is usually songs that you would hear at a wedding, like The Wobble, The Cupid Shuffle, things like that. And as soon as those songs come on, all the white people love to come out and just start dancing in the middle of the street. and Or not the street, but like the middle of this walkway area. And it is so funny i have so i know this is bad and i really don't i i don't do this anymore because i i know it's rude and it's an invasion of privacy but i have memories on my snapchat like i would just take a video and save it to my snapchat memories so i could look back at it one day of all of these old men and women dancing to the wobble at like 8 30 on a tuesday so funny i love that for them but yeah, Broadway at the Beach was the place for that, at least when I was going there. I'm sure it's still the same, honestly. And I know I was talking about famous people, you know, the famous artists like Ronnie Coco and the fake Justin Bieber that I saw, but I did actually run into people that I would consider famous. Um, back in the day, I think I was in seventh grade... I might have been 12 or 13 during this time. We were walking and I, let me just say, I apologize if I've already told this story. I think I might have, but I don't remember. Um, so apologies if you've heard this. But we were walking 
one evening and we were trying to get back to our car like we were trying to leave broadway at the beach and my mom for whatever reason was in charge of directions which i love my mom she's a little directionally challenged when it comes to places like that so we were joking like we don't know why she was in charge of it that night but it actually worked out in our favor because we ended up going the wrong the wrong way and when we went to turn around to go back to where our car actually was all of a sudden i hear these very familiar voices and i stopped in my tracks because all these women were walking past me and i knew their voices instantly and i was like oh my gosh it was the cast of dance moms now listen i at the time was a dancer and also was from pittsburgh the pittsburgh area so i am like the quintessential dance moms fan i watched that show so much i was obsessed with it i have not watched it in a very long time but there's a part of me that wants to re-watch it someday with someone who hasn't seen it because it is so insanely chaotic if you haven't seen dance moms and you're able to find it somewhere highly recommend you watch it because like if you like trashy reality tv Dance Moms is one of the best shows for that because it's more interesting and entertaining than The Bachelor and all those types of shows. There's a lot of a lot of drama on there. Anyways, I was a very big fan of Dance Moms and at the time, Dance Moms wasn't super popular yet. I think they were going into their second season, which that's when they became really, really, really popular. So these moms were, I guess, in town with the girls for a dance competition in Myrtle Beach and they walked past us on this like boardwalk thing and I was like oh my gosh I turned around and all of my sisters we looked at each other and I was like that's the dance moms ladies those are the moms that those are the girls like I was freaking out and I asked my dad I was like can I go up and take a picture with them and he was like yeah go but I was so nervous because I had really never met anyone relatively famous before or like had that moment where you walk past them. And so a lot of the moms like kept walking with their kids. So I wasn't going to go chase them. Um, it was like Kelly, Holly, Christy, and maybe there was someone else with them. Abby was not there, just in case you're wondering. The main coach, she was not there. But Melissa and her daughter Mackenzie, they were both still where we were standing. Um, they were they were like stopped at this area where you could pay money to feed fish. There were like these little dispensers where if you put a quarter into this machine, it would dispense fish food, and you could throw the fish food off of the little walk area, um, the boardwalk area, and you know, feed the fish. So they were standing there and I was like, this is my prime opportunity. I'm going to go walk up to them and I'm going to be like, hi, I'm a big fan. Can I get a picture? So I went up to them, introduced myself. I was so nervous. Thankfully, one of my sisters came with me and my dad followed behind because I think he could tell how nervous I was. They were, let me just say, they were so nice. Um, Mackenzie was very, very young. I think she was very much so out of it. But I know Melissa is one of the most chaotic women on that show but I have to say she was pretty nice in person um but I was very sad I ended up not being able to get a picture with them because they had a security guard with them and he was like no 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 sorry we're not doing pictures right now and I was like are you serious mind you the show had not taken off 
to the degree that it was going to. Like, it was not as big as it ended up becoming at this point. So I was like, the fact that this man will not let me take a picture with him now, okay. So I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm just going to chit chat with them and that's going to be good enough for me. So it was so great. Very nice. It was a nice little encounter, but I was like beaming the rest of the night. I was texting my friends like, you will not believe who I just met. And we were all freaking out. But yeah, good times. Um, okay. Brighter at the beach, the shopping there. I know I mentioned that there's lots of shopping to do there. The interesting thing is that Southern fashion, listen, I'm from the North and I can acknowledge that there is a very stark difference between fashion in northern areas versus fashion in southern areas. When I was going to Myrtle Beach summer after summer, I was convincing myself like I wanted to cosplay as a southern girly. I wanted to go to Simply Southern and all these like southern t-shirt companies and all, all shop all of these brands, my Vineyard Vines, my Sperry's, all of these brands, I wanted to partake in that. Which, yes, I know, Vineyard Vines and Sperry's, people up north wear them. But you know what I mean. I was, like, so into that for a period of time. And no hate to the south, I'm very glad I outgrew it because it was not for me. But they had some pretty iconic shops there. There was this one store that I loved every year this place would suck my wallet dry. It's called Bajuju. I looked it up. It still exists. So you can you can tell them I said hi. Um, oh, geez. Sorry. This store just had all the accessories you could ever imagine. They had really interesting accessories and like very um, novelty type accessories, which at the time I was so into that. And I would go there every year, get my hair accessories, get my novelty bags, and just be a happy little girl. So yeah, good times spent there. The other thing, this is one thing that I would, I think you can get these literally anywhere, like any beach town, any boardwalk type area, but I would go to Myrtle Beach just to get more airbrush t-shirts. During this time, like when we first started going to Myrtle Beach, airbrush t-shirts were so so popular I think they're still popular and I know during like the early early 2000s they were very very popular but when we went there there were so many of these stands and I was just enamored by these airbrush t-shirts because they could do all of these cool designs you could get all these cute little characters on your airbrush shirt and I think think I only got one shirt. My other sisters would get more and more and more and I don't know why I never got any more. Um, I'm incredibly disappointed with the shirt that I chose because actually if I still had it today it would be so hilarious for me to wear this but um, I got a shirt with a minion on it. I know. I, guys I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm cringing with you. A Despicable Me minion airbrushed with my name on it was the design that I paid for, for this t-shirt. It was yellow and blue, and at the time, I was so obsessed with minions. Like, the Despicable movie, Despicable Me movie had just come out, and I was so obsessed with it, and I thought it was cute. 
my other sisters, I think my younger sister, I have to ask her to confirm. I think she got Ferb from Phineas and Ferb on hers. And then my other sister, I don't know what she got, but one of my sisters got Pascal from Tangled. And I'm trying to think what the other ones were. They got a few. But all around, I think we made some pretty terrible decisions with our airbrush t-shirts. Like, I could have just gotten something so much cuter. Like, a teddy bear, or a heart, or just my name on it. But no, I got a minion. Big surprise if you know me personally, but very tragic. A tragic purchase decision. I love airbrush things. I'm all about it because it's very y2k early 2000s looking um some people might hate them and might think they're tacky and ugly but i'm a big fan i guess just as long as it doesn't have a minion on it we're good my last things that i will say about broadway at the beach is they have all these attractions there like i said earlier when you walk in there you are immediately hit with all of these different attractions, all these bright lights, signs, everything like that. And they have these things that we discovered there, my sisters and I, we discovered. I don't know what in the world they're called. They're basically like trampolines that you bounce on, but you have a harness on and you're connected to like bungee cables. And you basically jump up and down on the trampoline and you can do like flips and all that kind of stuff. I feel like a lot of like beach boardwalk places will have these. We did not know what to call them. Um, I think my dad came up with the term. We called them jumpy bounce world. I know it sounds very childish, but I love it. Literally anytime we see them, we're like, "Ooh, they've got a jumpy bounce world. Like, let's go. Um, But my sisters and I were very much so into these contraption type things because we had a trampoline at home. RIP to our trampoline. I miss that thing so much. I love trampolines. Uh, Fun fact, I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast. My first email, I I won't give it away because I think it's deleted, but still, it's, it had the word trampoline in it, trampoline girl in it um, because I was just a trampoline girly. I love trampolines. They were so fun. It was a part of my personality. Anyways, we did one of these things. We I think we did them a couple times, these jumpy bounce world things. They were so much fun. I remember my first year, I was very nervous to do a flip. Everyone was yelling at me like, do a flip. Oh my gosh, it sounds like that TikTok sound. But people were like yelling at me like, do a flip, do a back flip, do a front flip. But I was too afraid. Um, and then later I, you know, was flipping away frontwards, backwards, all over the place. They're a fun time. I feel like it's one of those things, like one and done, and then you're like, okay, the appeal has worn off. Um, But also, I can't picture myself doing it today because, I don't know, I feel like it'd be so awkward. Anyways, the other attraction that they have there, it's called Wonderworks, which I know they have them in other parts of the world, or at least in the States. And they also had these ropes courses. They had one inside of Wonderworks and then they had one outside on this lake. And I did the one outside on the lake and I was beyond petrified. So petrified. Basically, it's like this big square and there's multiple levels to the ropes course. And 
you have to like walk up these little tiny steps to get to each level and you are connected connected by a harness and you're walking on these little metal beams so scary it's like the people who do construction work honestly maybe that's where these ideas um came from is it you look like you are a construction worker just walking on little beams and just dangling in the air and my sisters love doing this kind of stuff i sort of kind of overcame my fear and did a few more as the years went on of us going to myrtle beach but let me tell you those things are absolutely petrifying especially when it's over water it just it freaked me out i was not into it um but wonderworks is basically like this fun house type thing where there's all of these like different rooms and you can do like different experiment things i think it's meant to be like educational like you learn about the weather or like there's this one section where they have um this random tub of water and it's supposedly as cold as it was the night that the titanic sunk so you like stick your arm in this vat of water and see how long you can keep it in there which interesting concept i guess it's just like a random thing that they have um but yeah there's like all these different rooms with just different activities for kids and the look of it it looks like an upside down house like a house that just completely got flipped over so it's very interesting also one of those like one and done type things um we did a lot of that stuff and i can give my honest reviews for a lot of them and just say that they are i don't know maybe i'm like too boring and picky but a lot of them are overhyped like i'm not a big fan of the wax museum type things i feel like they're just i don't know money suckers like you go in there and it's like okay here's a celebrity that i like but it's not actually them it's just a wax figure of them i guess we'll take a picture and move on to the next one maybe i'm just boring but a lot of the things that they have in myrtle, in myrtle beach are very much so like that and we did a lot of those as a family and i just quickly learned that i was like okay not for me but still fun um okay that's enough about broadway at the beach now barefoot landing i have less things to say on that because i know i've been going for a while but barefoot landing is basically the same concept as broadway at the beach but it's much more toned down i would say it's like the more posh classic southern vibe to it i don't really know but there's still like some cool shops there cool little restaurants or like lots of chain restaurants um there actually so i learned about this during quarantine but there's this one place there where um you can like go see tigers like you can pay money to get a picture taken with a tiger they have these like glass boxes glass cages where you can just walk around this outdoor shopping area and oops there's there's a tiger over there in some musty looking glass cage just roaming about so that people can stop and look at it i guess it, i guess they're like a touristy attraction but i learned over quarantine that the guy who runs that he was in tiger king 
like he was involved in that whole saga mess um which there's this thing called the Myrtle Beach Safari my family and I never did it but they have like a little almost like a little pop-up thing at uh Barefoot Landing where you can quickly just go pay some money to take a picture with a tiger like you hold a baby tiger or they have like baby chimps and to some people that might sound fun and cool but to me it's very sad because when you look at the living conditions of these animals it's it's very sad like I don't know and also the guy if you watched Tiger King he's very creepy and just gives me bad vibes all around but when we were watching Tiger King we were like oh my gosh we've been to that place in Myrtle Beach the thing at Barefoot Landing like we've seen this um so no surprise that that guy's weird and does whatever to animals and all that. Sorry, I won't go on about him, but fun fact, that whole thing is in Myrtle Beach. Um, And then there's this place that I was just reminded of the other day. It's this cute little shop called Black Market Minerals. And growing up, I loved going in this shop. I thought it was so cool. They had like really, really interesting... I just like random items some things that you could use as like room decor but like little trinkets and knickknacks and all that kind of stuff but if you are a crystal loving girly 10 out of 10 recommend going there at the time I really didn't know anything about like crystals and all that kind of stuff I was just like oh pretty rocks but they have a ton of those types of things there and yeah they just had so many cool items now granted, looking back, some of the items there are a little questionable because I I don't want to like make speculation and make assumptions, but I guess it all depends on who owns that shop, but some items, it's like, okay, are we appropriating a culture here or did you guys like, I don't know, I don't know, some things, I won't dive into it, but some things were a little sketchy there. However, they did have some cute like little bracelets, like you could make your own bracelet using different beads and whatnot and the crystals, I don't know. They they had some cute stuff, but some I was like, all right, this feels weird of all places to have this kind of stuff. I don't know if Myrtle Beach is it, but just saying, I don't know, maybe the store has changed if it's still there, but I remember growing up, my sister and I, we loved getting, they had these bins where it would be like little rings or bracelets and it was like three for five dollars and we would go and look for all these different types of bracelets and rings and they just had super cute stuff. Like you guys know those beaded rings that are very popular now or were popular last year. They had a ton of stuff like that and just, I don't know, like really, really cute things we're all there. Oh my god, guys, I'm sorry. I feel like this episode is kind of all over the place, but I just found out that unfortunately your girl will not be going to see Justin Bieber tomorrow. My friend just texted me that the concert has been postponed, so breaking news. Unfortunately, I will not get to see him for a while. Very sad, 
But anyways, back to Myrtle Beach. I think to close out the episode, we can talk about the beach beach because like, hello, I'm here to talk about summer vacations and I have not talked about a beach at all. Um, The beach itself of Myrtle Beach was not the like coolest beach ever, but it was still a beach. And I loved going boogie boarding with my sisters. Like basically we would go to those crazy beach shops and pick out a new boogie board and go ride the waves in or, you know, jump over waves with the boogie board. It was a fun time. However, sometimes it could be very, very scary if you've ever gotten sucked under by a wave or I don't even know if that's the right word, but you know, just you literally get sucked under by the water and you're tumbling underneath the waves. Like your fight or flight instincts immediately kick in. It is so scary. One second, you're having so much fun. You're in the water, you're in the ocean, having a great time. The next, you are being engulfed by salt water. It's in your nose, in your mouth, all over. And you're scared for your life. There were a few instances when I was like, oh my gosh, it like, oh my gosh. Some of these waves, when you are in the water, when you are so far out, Oh girl, they are very scary, but it is still fun. There's something about it that's like, this is a fun time. Now, I don't know why, maybe it's just because I'm getting a little bit older and I've learned more about the ocean, but the ocean kind of freaks me out a little bit. So I don't know if I will, maybe if I have kids, I'll go out with them. But as of now, I'm staying more so on shore because I'm like the amount of times I went super far out in the water and thank god nothing happened to me other than me tumbling underneath the waves. It's a miracle truly. But I might have mentioned this before, my younger sister coined this term and you guys can feel free to use this, but basically like whenever you're in the ocean and something happens to you and you just like get a bunch of salt water in your mouth, she called it the taste, like getting the taste. So if someone would I don't know, it it seemed like you would partially drown in the water. Sorry, I know that's very intense, but like you would get sucked under by the waves. My sister would be like, oh, I got the taste or ooh, I think Krista got the taste. And we would use that term all the time. Um, Like if my, someone would come out of the ocean and they looked really sad and discouraged, they would usually be like, yeah, I got the taste or I need some water. I just got the taste. So feel free to use it because I think it's a perfect term. Um, but yeah, we also tried skimboarding, which looks so cool. I've seen TikToks of people skimboarding and they look amazing doing it. It looks so much fun. I've done it and it's it's cool if you can do it well, but it's very hard. If you're just learning how to do it, expect for your knees to be scratched up and for it to be kind of a mess because you basically like throw this thin little board. It's kind of like a mini surfboard. You throw it into the shallowest part of the water and you jump on it and you just kind of skim over top of the water. It looks really, really cool. Like there were people who were doing it Sorry, I just choked. This is really the most chaotic episode of the podcast. I apologize. But yeah, people would like throw the skimboard on the water, jump on it, and then do all of these spins. And then they would venture out more into the water. Like it was, 
it was an art form. It was so stinking cool. And I always tried to do it and failed miserably, but whatever, it's fine. Um, the other thing was with the boogie boarding that I would do, my sisters and I, we would sometimes like ride the waves in. That was so fun. If you were riding a wave successfully, it felt like, I felt like I was that girl. Um, what's her name? I almost said Bethany Moda. Bethany Hamilton, the soul surfer girl. I felt like I was this professional surfer riding a wave in. I wasn't standing on the board. I was like, uh, like pushing my arms up, like basically like arching my back on the board and riding the wave in. And there were times when I would ride the wave all the way in to shore so that like the sand was brushing up against the bottom of the board. And I learned I cannot do that because my sensitive skin doesn't approve. And basically there were times when I would get these awful, god awful sand rashes where the sand, this is TMI, I apologize. The sand would like go down my swimsuit and just my entire chest, stomach, everywhere would be itching like crazy. I felt like I had the chicken pox because the coarse sand would just be rubbing up against my skin. And then I think combined with the salt water that was already probably drying out my skin, it was not a good combination. And there was a time when I literally had to run back to our place and we were not the place where we were staying was not like right by the beach. So I had to cross the highway. I had to like do all this stuff to get back to our place and take a shower and like immediately like scrub my body down. And it was such a mess. I was so uncomfortable, so itchy. I tried to push through the pain, but it was not it. So yeah, I did what I had to do. So now I'm even more cautious of going in the ocean because I guess me and the ocean don't really mesh all that well. The last thing I will say about the ocean is I have done a couple of those different like ocean water, oh my gosh, ocean water, a couple of the different like water sport type activity things like my family and I, we've done the banana boats, we've done the parasailing, we've done the jet skiing, the kayaking, all that kind of stuff. Banana boats, I'll just say quickly, not it for me. It's funny, so funny. You'll be laughing the entire time, but you will get salt water in your eye um, and just be fearing for your life that you will fall off because they say like you have to hold on to these little rings or like little handles and they go flying. These boats are so fast and you're literally just, it's like you're sitting on a raft and you're bouncing on the waves and it's so hilarious like you will be ready to pee your pants because you're laughing so hard at how just hilarious you probably look but you're also getting sprayed with salt water and it, it, it's just it's kind of a mess but I feel like if you've, if you've never done that before you've got to do it it's it's funny and then parasailing is very cool it was very fun beautiful views. Although I'm like a little bit afraid of heights, I wasn't too afraid. Um, I did it with my sister and coming down is very scary, I will say, because you almost like you swing down, you hit the water a little bit, and then you go back onto this boat where, you know, they send you off for the parasailing. That can be a little scary. 
Um, but I think of all places, like Myrtle Beach probably doesn't have the most, the highest shark population. So I think we were good, but it was really cool. I, I do recommend parasailing. It was a fun time. Jet skiing, I love jet skiing. If I could go back on a jet ski, I would. And I know people do it in New York. Like you can jet ski around the Statue of Liberty and all along the Hudson. I would do it, honestly. I know the Hudson's gross and people hate the Hudson, but I would do it because jet skiing is so fun. Again, one of those things where you are getting sprayed with water and you're just constantly bouncing up and down on the jet ski because the jet ski goes very, very fast. And at least whenever we were riding them, the instructor told us that unlike a car where when you need to like avoid danger or something, you slow down on a jet ski, you speed up. Like if you're trying to dodge waves, if you're trying to get out of another boat's way, do not slow down. You're supposed to speed up and like turn accordingly, which for me, someone who is a ultra, ultra cautious trying to be a safe driver, that did not mesh well because I was so, I, I was so afraid of like speeding up because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get out of a boat's way and my instincts are telling me, slow down, wait for them to pass. But no, I have to speed up and like swerve around them. Very scary. But I did it with my uh, younger sister and we were dying. It was so fun. Um, I was holding on to her for dear life because she was going so fast when she would drive. And then when I would drive, she would yell at me to speed up because everyone in my family loves to make fun of how slow I am when I'm driving. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time. I really enjoyed it. Kayaking, we didn't kayak in the ocean. We kayaked in like this reservoir type thing, which was very fun. And I did it with my mom. And I never forget, my mom... I don't want to say drove, but like she paddled us into a sandbar. Basically, we got stuck in a sandbar. And so I had to hop out of the boat, hop out of the kayak and push us out of the sandbar, which such an iconic moment. I have to say, I felt like I was this like superhero coming to save the day. But yeah, I had to push us out of a sandbar. And from that point forward, I was like, all right, mom, love you, but let me lead because you got us stuck in a sandbar and I had to jump out there in my little shorts and push us out, but luckily we made it. Okay. The last thing I will say, which I feel like anybody can do this. This was like a fun thing that we did as a family every summer vacation, no matter where we went or what we did. If we were driving in the car, like usually when we stayed in Myrtle Beach, we would rent a car and we would always listen to the radio. Never did we plug in our phones. We always listen to the radio because we wanted to see the types of music that they would play on their stations there. Pretty comparable to what we listen to at home. But we would always see at the end of the week, what was the song of the summer? Like what was the song that we kept hearing over and over and over again? And we would say that that was the song of the summer. Usually we would just listen to pop radio stations. So it would be like, all right, according to those stations, what is the song of the summer? I remember one of the first years we went, it was either Someone Like You by Adele or Billionaire by Bruno Mars. Like that year, those two songs were constantly playing. And then another year, this is like way, way, way later. It was that, 
I don't even remember what it's called, but the um, Body Like a Back Road, Driving With My Eyes Closed, that song, not a fan, have to say, sorry, not a fan of that song, but that song would always play, um, I'm trying to think, there were like so many iconic songs, and it's fun, because you will associate that summer, or that song with that specific summer, and I still do it to this day, like certain songs, I'm like, okay, this is my song of the summer, so, you know, if Beyonce ends up releasing music, I'll be like, this is my song of the summer, Last year, I feel like my song of the summer was Kiss Me More by Doja Cat and SZA because it was an amazing song and I just kept hearing it over and over again and I felt like it really applied to the summer. So if you're going on a vacation with your friends, your family, or a solo trip, or you're just not doing anything crazy this summer, choose your song of the summer. So whatever you're making memories, whenever you're doing fun stuff, you can look back on it and be like, oh my gosh. Anytime I listen to this song, I always think of us doing these things. Because anytime I hear those songs, even someone like you, as sad and depressing as that song is, I will always think my think of my sisters and I jamming out to that song as we're driving past all of the chaotic looking mini golf courses and beach shops. I will always think of those vacations to Myrtle Beach. So I feel like that is a nice way to sort of like tie everything together, tie all of my random stories and random tangents together. But, you know, not all of our vacations were to Myrtle Beach, but I feel like a bulk of them were. So that's why I always associate summer vacations with our time spent there. I would be curious if you guys have had any interesting experiences at Myrtle Beach or just interesting beach uh, like Ocean City, all of those types of touristy beaches, because um, they're pretty iconic places. And like I said, if I ever get so wealthy one day where I have money to spare and I can go on a trip to Myrtle Beach, ironically with my friends, and we could just have a good old time, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed all of my tangents and random stories. I do apologize because I feel like this episode is long and very chaotic. Um, I promise we will get back to our normal like fashion-y episodes next week. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and a great week ahead of you. I will be mourning the loss of not getting to go to see Justin Bieber tomorrow, but it is what it is. I will eventually get to see him. And with that... As always, thanks for listening. Bye, guys.